When you say your mission is love and helping people to see and feel and true to experience love, I remember when we first talked years ago, we talked about a circumstance where you connected with Jesus and you were asking about love. And there was kind of the transmission that it's actually beauty that's part of our experience here on earth. So why wouldn't your goal for people to see beauty? Like what is your relationship between love and beauty in the way of your mission? Beauty is the fabric of everything and our experience of seeing beauty triggers within us a reaction of a vibration that we call love. And so that was why I was kind of feeling that thing of like if, oh, there's a heart that's not knowing love or not vibrating in the frequency of love, it means it can't see the beauty. And so what do I need to show that that heart of myself that it would suddenly vibrate in beauty? Is it my humor? Is it my right. white hairy butt? Like what, what's going <laughs> to yes. make that person yeah. just laugh and just be like, oh my gosh, like we're human and we're here and it's amazing and we're mm-hmm. like, we're, we're crazy. We're just in it and yep. it's wonderful. And what's going to light that heart back up? It's something about seeing the beauty that's going to do that. And so fortunately, we are masters of seeing beauty. And I think that a remarkable thing to reflect on is what has been one of the most life-changing things in beauty for me has been watching African sunsets. There's, It was the first time that I felt home on earth. I've always kind of walked around with this little negative narrative running in me of like, I don't think I'm from here. I don't yeah, feel definitely. home here. I don't blah, blah, blah. Definitely. And then I saw that African sunset. I was like, oh, this is, I am earth. Earth is me. I have seen that sunset so many times, and I know that vibration, and I feel home here. And the answer is that is in all of us, because for 300,000 years we've been in Africa. We all came out of Africa. And it's a new finding that it's 300,000 years. I'm sure I've said 200,000 years on this podcast before, because up until just the last few months we thought that was kind of the human history of it. But anthropologists have just uncovered 300,000-year-old human societies in North Africa now. And we seem to leave Africa maybe around 100,000 years ago. So for 200,000 years, we all watched African sunsets in our genetics. So the epigenetic memory and then the germline genetics that became you remembers the vibration of that sunset in a deep, deep way. And so that experience of watching those African sunsets grounded me on this planet in a way that nothing else had before. Mm. And... Then I looked around at the beauty of the African bush, monkeys and birds and lions and wildebeests and globe of every variety and the kudu and what is going on? It's so much beauty. And then you suddenly realize, why are we the only species watching the sunset? None of the other species are watching it. The monkeys are up the tree with back to it, the birds flying around as if nothing's happening. They're not watching the sunset because they have a different experience with beauty than we do. They really are the beauty. They're vibrating with the sun. They're vibrating with the dimming of the earth. They're vibrating with the plants. That singularity, that oneness that I think the planet is experiencing is what you see when you look in a whale's eye. Why is that like looking into the cosmos itself? It's because there is no dissonance in that animal. It is completely coherently whale. Just like that massive tree over there is always going to wake up oak tree. And so these trees and these whales have 100% coherence with the soul of it. What is that energy field expressing right now? It's every day expressing that. There's no dissonance. There's no disconnect. 
There's no sense of insecurity. There's no sense of doubt. There's only surety of I am well. And for that, we need to be very cautious with this empathy piece when we start to project things on nature. We witness nature and we're like, oh, that dog, that poor dog, it must be this or that. Or, And so we, we see an animal's condition or something else and we immediately project human emotions on it. The likelihood of that animal's having anything remotely like the vibration that you experience is zero. It's not having a human emotion. I guarantee you it. <laughs> and so it might be able to experience pain, but the concept of suffering, I think, is uniquely human because we create suffering only through our sense of loneliness. And that animal can never feel it. It knows it's the sunset. It knows the cloud. It knows the tree. It knows the whole thing. And so not only do we need to kind of lose the empathy, we need to lose this tendency for human projection on the world around us. And we need to start to be willing to be seen as human and therefore unique. And then equipped with that unique understanding of where we sit within this pantheon of life, we start to respect ourselves for the ability to uniquely stare into that sunset and see nature in a unique way and say, thank you. That's spectacular. And it's possible that that's what nature has been waiting for. Ancient scriptures seem to suggest that called the bride of God, you know, and we're referred to as the partner to this thing that we call nature. And what does ultimately a bride want? They want to be seen. That person wants to be seen. And so the marriage and the whole construct of relationship before marriage and everything that we've had around that, the social rituals around marriage, all these things were so that the bride could be seen. And so when we're told that we are the bride, it's a reminder that, yes, we can see the beauty of the groom, but ultimately it's about seeing the bride. And so in a weird way... I think nature wants to see us so badly, so why is the whale keep letting you see her and her pup and everything else? Because she wants to see you. Because there's something remarkable about you, because you vibrate differently. And the octopus can see it, and it'll turn the camera around and be like, you are very unique. You don't quite fit in here. What's going on with you? Oh, you are sitting there staring at me, and no other creatures are down here staring at the octopus in awe. You are staring at me, and I'm going to stare back at you because I can see you, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to see me. And in that, Craig Foster can go into an ecstatic state because to be seen by another is an orgasmic ecstatic state of being. And so nature can do that. A whale will take the whole boat to an ecstatic state of wonderment and just like tingling neurologic overwhelm with one blink because it can see you and everybody in the boat. And it's a lovely thing to be seen. We might actually get to this point very soon where we can actually see each other in the mm -hmm. same way that we would be seen or see a whale. And for that, we will see so much deep beauty. And for that beauty, we will vibrate in such a resonance of love that we can shift human behavior which is to ultimately say is genetics and biology and really create a new humanity through our capacity to see another. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. 
All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.